Hi, everyone. Welcome to Millennium Live, a digital diary podcast. We sit down with the top C-suite executives and talk all things digital transformation. On this episode, we get the inside scoop from former CMO of Chick-fil-A and author of Covert Cows and Chick-fil-A, Steve Robinson. As the first marketer for the restaurant chain, he chats with us on how he built the brand from the ground up, advice for future marketers, and of course, all about his 35 years marketing the famous chicken sandwich. So you have a book coming out, Covert Cows and Chick-fil-A, and it's expected to be released this June. So you tell a little bit about how the story of Chick-fil-A turned fast food marketing upside down and, and really built one of the most successful and beloved brands in America. So in your opinion, what are some of the traits and characteristics of a successful brand? Well, I talk about it in the book, as you might suspect, (laughs) and I talked about it last night. Uh, That's a long list, but I think it all starts with culture. And uh, the fact that Chick-fil-A was founded by a gentleman who, uh, in fact, he didn't retire until he graduated heaven (laughs) when he was 93, who spent most of his waking hours focused on cultural issues. Now, it wasn't like he sat around and made a list. It was just he lived out who he was. And as a result, we had a culture that, that gave people a lot of freedom to be themselves. It empowered their giftedness. Uh, it, it was implicitly an, an, uh, an environment of opportunity, opportunity and innovation. <clears throat> and it reflected the personality of Truett Catholic. So I, I like to say that the culture is the soil in which a great brain grows. And that's the environment that I had the privilege of doing my work for 35 years. Wow. Um, because he was a great cultivator of that soil. And he taught the rest of, of, us, of us to how to focus on that, too. So that's number one. Uh, number two, I think what really marked Chick-fil-A um, is a general attitude of being renegade in the fast food space. That's kind of the headline. Uh, what are the other guys doing with food? Well, we're going to do the exact opposite. They're going to use frozen food, pre-made food. We're going to do fresh food. Uh, they're going to treat everybody like a transaction. We're going to treat everybody personally and with genuine care. Um, we're going to use technology to kind of track who you are and keep up with transactions. We're going to use technology to make your experience better, to add value. Uh, they use advertising to tell you what's on sale right now and what their feature product is. We use advertising to convey a spirit of fun, uh, the personality of the brand to make you laugh. Uh, so the list goes on and on. Uh, but that was a, a, a for, for over 30 years, that was the core, how we looked at the business um, to protect and build the reputation of the things that were important to Truett, and then to make sure we were creating a brain that was completely different than everybody around us. And as I talk about in the book, uh, over time, what we really discovered was we were creating a Blue Ocean brand before the Blue Ocean Strategy book was ever <laughs> written. And I think that's the reason Chick-fil-A has thrived. Makes a lot of sense. (laughs) So how did you see yourself progress as a marketer over these 35 years at Chick-fil-A? I know that's a hard question. (laughs) No, it's it's a great question. When I came to Chick-fil-A, I I left the position of director of marketing at Six Flags Over Georgia. Um, My background with them and previously Texas Instruments, and I did graduate work in Northwestern and and, and then undergrad at Auburn. My, my attitude when I went to Chick-fil-A was my number one responsibility to be, was to be really proficient in marketing skills and 
drive sales and, you know, typical skill set mentality. And the evolution was because of the culture, um, I started to realize that if Chick-fil-A was going to be special, it was going to make that journey that I talked about of moving from just creating transactions and selling more sandwiches to becoming an experience. And so the responsibility of me and our group uh, to do that was basically help the organization focus on the customer all the time. Any decision about menu, about store design, about the look of the brand, about hospitality, about interface technology, about our, in advertising, any touch point in the business became a responsibility of our team and therefore my job. Now, that was a 30-plus year journey to go from just selling sandwiches to a group of people who really were becoming brand development and brand managers. Our responsibility was to give the operators a healthy and relevant brand in the marketplace. They, in turn, leveraged that brand to create a platform in their community, to create sales in their community, to create relationships in their community, we made it very clear we wanted to hear their input on how to make the brand different, but it was not their responsibility to change the brand. It was their responsibility to, to execute the brand uh, that over decades had evolved into something really, really quite special. Um, so the headline is, I went from being a chicken sandwich salesman uh, to someone focused on keeping a brand relevant and fun and um, creating value, not just for the customer, but creating added value for the Chick-fil-A operator. All about that customer-centric approach. Very customer big buzzword now. It seems, <laughs> it seems so simple. And yet you have, you have other constituents in any business that create tension and can compete with that. Mm. Principally two buckets. You have the bucket of operations that wants things to be easy and routine uh, don't complicate my life. <laughs> and then you have the bucket of ownership, whether it's a publicly owned company or privately owned yeah. company, the agenda of ownership, whether it's quarterly earnings or something a private owner wants to do with their, their wealth, they said, whatever. And we had those tensions at Chick-fil-A. Uh, there were things operators didn't always want to mm -hmm. do. And, but if we stayed customer-centric in our innovation, mm -hmm. customer-centric in our uh, our communications and, and always help the operators and owners, the, the family understand this is, this is why customers love waffle fries instead of shoe strings, or this is why customers love the cows instead of traditional fast food advertising. As long as we had the voice of the customer um, in, in ultimately what shaped the brand, the other two constituents win and they knew they won. And so uh, everybody, everybody over over those years lined up around. Let's make the brand relevant and healthy, and let's 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 rally around that. Um, so that that was that was the journey. That's great. Are there any other CMOs or leaders in marketing that have had a profound impact on your career? Um, you know, helping you with your vision. <laughs> Yes, and I can't sit here and start naming a bunch of folks. Probably what I would say is I got involved in Atlanta very early in my career with an organization uh, at Georgia State, okay. uh, Georgia State Marketing Roundtable. It was organize, organized by a good friend of mine who was also a consultant, mm -hmm. Dr. Ken Bernhardt. 
So in, in the context of that group, I met, I not only met marketing CMOs throughout the city of Atlanta and, and given the number of fortune 100 companies sure. we have, I got to hang out with some pretty influential and knowledgeable and skilled people. But then we also had outsiders come into our monthly meeting, uh, authors, researchers, mm -hmm. professors, other practitioners. So that, that consortium, uh, I firmly believe that iron sharpens iron, whether it's in your, whether it's in your professional life or spiritual life, whatever. And that group was a consistent environment of, professional sharpening the other the other two groups that i much must say was the executive committee that i worked with we were together for over 30 years wow. um the the walls of of uh, the silos if our functional responsibilities gradually went down and we all kind of became business generalists we had our responsibilities but we became uh generalist in the business and knowledgeable about the holistic process of making Chick-fil-A successful. And we became really aggressive truth tellers to each <laughs> other. That's, that's putting it nicely. And so we were in each other's face on any issue, whether it was strategic or cultural. And then finally, my group, my leadership group, um, my objective all along in my career, not only Chick-fil-A, but prior to that at Six Flags, was to surround myself with people that were going to be better at what they did than if I tried to do it myself. <laughs> Made my life a lot easier. Right. But like Truett, I tried to surround myself with good people, mm -hmm. uh, people who had judgment and character that I could right. trust. Right. And I tried to give them freedom to speak what was on their mind. Uh, even if it was to me, <laughs> and they weren't, they weren't, they weren't afraid to do that. So I would say uh, those are three of the most yeah. influential places that help shape how I looked at um, yeah. being a marketer. That's really great. So now that you're a consultant and a speaker, um, what do you hope to convey to those that are coming to you for guidance? Wow, good question. I wrote the book primarily for the audience of the Chick Fil A family. And the reason was Chick-fil-A is growing so rapidly. I, I discovered about two years after I retired that well over half the people at Chick-fil-A had not been there for five years. That's how fast they're growing. Oh, One turnover, it was growth. So um, they, needed, they needed, in essence, a biography of the brand. And no one had written one. And several people there encouraged me, so obviously I set out on the journey to write it. It took two years to write it. Wow. Um, but by, as I got into it and on the side every now and then I'd give a speech somewhere, I'd have outsiders say, you know what? There's a lot of principles at Chick-fil-A that other practitioners would probably benefit from. Mm -hmm. So I tried to write the book, both with the Chick-fil-A family of mine, as well as practitioners and academics slash students. So I'm in hopes that people will find a balance of of learnings from Chick-fil-A around principally three buckets, culture, branding, and then marketing, mm -hmm. and really in that order. Uh, the, the headline on what I learned at Chick-fil-A was, you will not grow a, a great brand outside of the cultural environment mm -hmm. you're in. And I think that's the number, number one lesson, not just for Chick-fil-A, but anyone in, in the business of trying to market and build a brand. So I, I hope people will find it uh, some things that will stimulate their thinking. Um, 
whether they're a retailer or packaged goods or technology, it doesn't matter. Uh, everybody has a culture in their organization. The question is, uh, do they really make it clear and do they live it out? And more importantly, do the people in that organization feel freed up to be their best mm -hmm. because of that culture? And then the then the progression can move towards becoming a great a great business yeah. or a great brand. Well, I know at the Millennium Alliance, we are very excited for your book <laughs> well, to read you. it. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. So I know this is maybe tough to predict, but what do you see um, this marketing transformation going towards? Where is it heading in the next 10 years? And, and what do you hope for as we move forward? Well, I actually close my book with what I hope for. Oh, do I, we have to wait for the answer? No, no, no. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead and tip my hand. I hope that uh, marketing can lead a revelation of building relationships with customers and not just be transactionally focused. I think there's a lot going on in the business and the marketing and the technology arena that can pull you towards um, data and, and um, ROI analysis and clearly a, a, a transaction mentality on virtually every marketing decision you make. You can be pulled towards that. The risk in that is you kind of dehumanize, depersonalize the customer. I think companies that can manage to find the tension between both, which has kind of been the Chick-fil-A journey. Trust me, we got tons of technology and we have tons of information about who our customers are, but we lead with the relationship, communicating genuine caring. And even if you're doing it through a call center like Zappos or Chick-fil-A over the counter, it can be done. Um, that's my that's my hope is that people will take some inspiration from Chick Fil A and see that the best way and quite frankly the fastest way to grow a brand is to maintain a, a caring for who people are, build relationships with them, and when they walk away from that encounter, they feel like they were generally cared for. And I, my my concern is uh, there's pressures pulling us away from that. Well, let's cross our fingers. Yes, yes. <laughs> so we're so honored to have you at our at our assembly as keynote speaker. And so you've got to mingle with our attendees a little bit. You yeah. got to uh, present your keynote. And so I'm curious what you think. What are the benefits of coming to a small, intimate, C-level program such as the Millennium Alliance? Well, first of all, I have to congratulate you guys on the, uh, the variety, the diversity of the talent that's here and what their roles are. Um, but these are C-level folks. They're not just marketers. They, there's clearly a pervasive spirit of innovation and creativity, uh, no matter what their roles are. Um, I was impressed by that. A lot of energy. Um, and, they're, and they're willing not only to learn, they're willing to teach each other. Uh, so that's a tremendous environment you create when you do that. And you, you're, doing, you're doing this event first class. Um, everything about it is well-organized. Great venue, great food, meetings are run on time uh, professionally. So it's a very easy environment in which to focus on learning. So uh, my hat's off to your team as well. well. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much again for being here. It's my pleasure. Thanks for listening. And be sure to check out our other interviews exclusively on Digital Diary.